Until, until I make varsity, until I win the championship, until I earn a scholarship, until my name's in the headlines, until I'm team captain, until I'm on the biggest stage, until I'm married, until I'm making bank, until I'm the boss with the office and the followers and the fame. Until is a trap. Until makes you place your value in a result or in a position. Until tells you you can't have influence or impact or joy in your current situation. Until is a waiting game. Hi everyone, Coach D here and welcome to Standing O, where we share stories and conversations to help you win your confidence. The sun-baked practice track in Sacramento, California. I can't recall many specifics other than that there was a lot of sun and no shade. There were people, athletes everywhere. No rhyme or reason to their movements, just everyone trying to get a workout in before nationals. In retrospect, I was unprepared for that moment. I was overwhelmed and unfamiliar with the chaos that it brought. Even though I'd been to dozens of national track meets with my dad before, the coach, this was the first time I was there because of me. There because I was the athlete. I was intimidated, unsure of where to put my stuff, of where to begin, of how to assert myself in the high jump rotation. But man, if there was ever a moment that feels like a movie in my memory, this is that one. How all the noise and the color and the warmth, it just swarmed me. In slow motion, it surrounded my consciousness, bringing back every memory, every hurdle, every step that brought me to this very place in time. It was that moment, that moment where I felt I had finally made it. I wasn't just the coach's daughter. I was the athlete. And I was a good one. When I stepped onto the college campus, no one expected much from me. I was there on the team because my dad was the coach. I was okay, but not my coaches, not my teammates, not my family ever expected me to be the star of the team, to win much of anything. I think everyone was just silently hoping I could hang in there. In that moment in time, I think my naivety of college athletics saved me. I think my attitude for just having fun, for just being kind of a joyful person, helped my teammates embrace me. At that time, honestly, my goal was just to belong. I know with certainty at that moment when I was just a young freshman in college, I never imagined I would end my career at the highest level of college athletics, Division I National Track and Field meet as one 
of the top 20 heptathletes in the nation. Not on my first day on a college campus. Not after my first year on the team did I ever imagine that. And if I'm being honest, not even after my second year. Because I sucked. There's just no other way to say it. I sucked. My times were slow. I couldn't jump very high or very far. I was, you know, trying to throw this shot put and javelin. I had no idea how to do that. And it was just a giant learning curve for me. And I was seeing such little progress. See, for the heptathlon, it's seven events. And I had only really ever hurdled before this. And so it was so much to learn. And when you pile it on top of each other, it just felt like I was failing at seven things. Not to mention that I was stressed and sick and my body was hurting. It was simply yelling at me to quit. Yes, I wanted to perform better. Yes, I had goals to jump higher, run faster, earn more accolades. Yes, I wanted to feel better, to be healthy, to manage my time better, and to not be so stressed out. Yes, I wanted to be a contributing member to my team, to my school. And after two years of college, I was still doing none of those things. So why didn't I quit? Again, I, I it was my naivety that of in that moment that saved me. Or actually, maybe the truth is that being the coach's daughter saved me. Because where else was I going to go? One practice I do remember in detail. My dad was sitting on the turf area inside of the track where we worked out. He was all by himself. He was had his file folder of all of his notes with him, and he was in his usual gray school-issued sweat shorts and T-shirt and, you know, his socks pulled up mid-calf and his tennis shoes. And I remember I had this oversized T-shirt on, and when our workout was done, I walked over to him, I sat down, and I put my knees, like a little kid, I put my knees up inside of my T-shirt, And I just kind of looked at him and cried. And I just remember saying, I'm tired of being bad. Now, growing up, my dad was always the dad to fix things. I always went to him for answers, for help. um, And he could always, he always did those things. He always fixed the things. He helped with the things. You know, he had all the answers. But he never came to it in like a dictatorial way way. It was always this like teacher peer type of way. Um, He'd have a story or a moral in this roundabout way of helping me to solve the problem on my own. But this time, this, this particular instance at practice, this wasn't one of those, this wasn't one of those dad moments. It was, I don't know, maybe because I was a college kid now, a, you know, 20 year old, Or maybe because this time he wasn't playing dad, he was playing coach. He sat there and he let me cry and vent and woe in my self-pity. And mind you, we're like in the middle, like everybody 
is kind of going out. They can see us. It's not like we're in an isolated area. And he just kind of let me get it all out. And I remember being quiet for a little bit. And then he calmly, without judgment, looked at me and said, so what are you going to do about it? There was no until clause. The answer wasn't in my future. It wasn't in waiting for something to change. It wasn't in someone else doing the fixing. The answer was in the now. The answer was in the doing. So what are you going to do about it? That conversation, that saved my career. That conversation allowed for my never in my wildest dreams did I ever think this would happen moment to happen. And I often wonder how many of you are quitting because you are waiting. You are waiting until you feel better, look better, have it all together. How many of you are just drifting because until isn't here How many of you are postponing joy because your until moment hasn't happened yet? Until is a trap. It's a trap because it undermines the importance of right here, right now. This moment in time, no matter how sucky, no matter how imperfect or unpolished it is, this moment right now is what you have. So what are you going to do? Trust me when I say that your until moment will be so much more meaningful, impactful, and full of pride if you embrace the moments that come before, the hard ones, the sucky ones, the non-eventful ones, the ones you want to quit, the happy ones, the mini victories, all of those moments. Those are the moments. Those are the ones that will surround you to remind you of how hard you worked to get to this moment of how much you deserve it. There's this folklore sports story of Brett Favre, the former Green Bay Packers quarterback. And the story goes that, you know, he was the he was the quarterback that couldn't win a Super Bowl. He always fell short. He'd never win it. And finally, he wins the Super Bowl. And he holds that Super Bowl championship trophy in his hands. And he looks at it and he says, I thought this would have felt different. His until I win the Super Bowl moment wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Whether this is a story that's fact or fiction or, you know, a tall tale of sorts, I think there's something we can learn in that that we need to stop putting a condition on our journeys, on our life, on our talent. The moment right in front of us, it matters. Embrace it. Learn from it. Understand that you have power in this moment. You have control in this moment to move, to move forward, to move forward to your until moment. So set those big goals. Dream as big as you can ever dream. But don't fall into the trap of waiting until you check it off. 
You have importance right here where you are. You bring value in your current situation. You can find joy in the journey because the journey is what makes that until moment worth it. No more until. Now is your moment. Go do something. Thank you for tuning in to the Standing O podcast. These stories, they're for you to encourage you, to empower you, to play at your absolute best, to remind you that you are worthy of playing just as you are. If you found this episode to be motivating, to be encouraging, please share it with a teammate because more girls, no matter how old we are, need to remember that there's no until we can play right now. This is Coach D and I'm cheering you on.